Daniel 12 At that time, Michael the Archangel, who stands guard over your nation, will arise. Then there will be a time of anguish, greater than any since nations first came into existence. But at that time, every one of your people whose name is written in the book will be rescued. Many of those whose bodies lie dead and buried will rise up, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting disgrace. Those who are wise will shine as bright as the sky, and those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever. But you, Daniel, keep this prophecy a secret. Seal up the book until the time of the end, when many will rush here and there, and knowledge will increase. Then I, Daniel, looked and saw two others standing on opposite banks of the river. One of them asked the man dressed in linen, who was now standing above the river, How long will it be until these shocking events are over? The man dressed in linen who was standing above the river raised both his hands toward heaven and took a solemn oath by the one who lives forever, saying, It will go on for a time, times and half a time. When the shattering of the holy people has finally come to an end, all these things will have happened. I heard what he said, but I did not understand what he meant. So I asked, How will all this finally end, my lord? But he said, Go now, Daniel, for what I have said is kept secret and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, cleansed, and refined by these trials. But the wicked will continue in their wickedness, and none of them will understand. Only those who are wise will know what it means. From the time the daily sacrifice is stopped, and the sacrilegious object that causes desecration is set up to be worshipped, there will be 1290 days. And blessed are those who wait, and remain until the end of the 1335 days. As for you, go your way until the end. You will rest, and then at the end of the days, you will rise again to receive the inheritance set aside for you. It's interesting how we're all wired differently. I've noticed myself, I'm very observant and I'm often looking in places and observing things that other people just seem to completely bypass. I don't know if it's because I'm a contrarian or what, but often if people are all going in one direction, I find myself going in another and I will just come across a place that there's something so interesting there. But that's not the draw of that place. So the photo for today's episode is from Concord, North Carolina. There's a beautiful memorial garden that belongs to the Presbyterian Church, just tucked away a block over from the historic downtown. It's from the 1800s and there used to be other buildings there that have since gone. The church is 
not next to the memorial garden. And it's a place where you can walk among the graves on paths, past beautiful flowers and arrangements, different types of flowers and trees. It's a place of solitude where you could sit and read a book under an arbour by a little babbling brook. There are so many great spots. But as I walked in there and started winding my way, following the path, having a kind of meditative moment, really. I'm winding and I'm climbing and I make my way to the top of some stairs. So when I look down, I can see a little fountain in the distance. But at the top there, just a few steps further, kind of hidden, is a little place to sit and by that, a sundial. I've been fascinated with sundials since I was a child. And what's kind of cool is that very close to my house, there's actually a massive sundial as part of a city park. But this one was on a pedestal, looked like the words on it were in French. And as you can see, the time, three o'clock-ish. Sundials are just neat because... Some of them have the 12-hour clock, some have 24 hours, and they just evoke a time of old. Now, they could have come from the time of the Egyptians, or the Greeks, or the Romans, some debate on all of that, but we know that this is an ancient way of telling time. Now we've got smartwatches and phones, not many people even wear regular analog timepieces anymore. I do. But again, I'm a contrarian, so that doesn't surprise me. But the scripture that I shared with you today, there's a lot of mention about time. The title of the chapter is called The Time of the End. And ten more times within just 13 verses, time is mentioned. Time is one of those things that, as I've aged, I find very interesting. We all know that when you're a child, it seems time goes on forever. The school year just seems like it's going on so long. Do you remember that? And then as you get older, the days just seem to flash by and you're like, where did all the time go? I don't have enough time in my day to do half the things that I have planned. It's crazy. And when people are at the end of their time, you will hear them talk about they saw their lives flash before them like a movie. How is that possible? The other day I was just thinking about the international dateline. How you can have two places in the Pacific that are close together, yet one is a whole day away. How does that make sense? But what I know is our time on this plane is limited. Our time in this reality is short. And in the whole scheme of all of God's creation, are we even like a speck of dust? Is our time here even a blip, a nanosecond in all of time? 
Well, we can get really deep on it, can't we? But I guess the thought I want to leave you with today is make the most of your time. Max it out, doing whatever it is that brings you joy, whether that's relaxing and reading a book, doing martial arts, brass rubbings, shopping, whatever it is. (laughs) There's so many things that we love to do and so little time. So this week, take some time to do what it is that you love to do. And until the next episode, be joy-filled, be blessed, and I'll be with you next week. Take care. To download the photo from today's episode or any of the other episodes, visit ttlm.pictures.com.